Oh, my goodness. Hello, hello, everybody. And happy Wednesday to you and yours. Welcome to all of our friends, our family, and guests to Couch Chronicles, coming to you live on the LUV Radio Network. I'm your radio host personality, Ms. Simone, and I'm thanking you for tuning in to share your time with me tonight. It is a great day to be empowered and also to enjoy your journey right from your very own homes, and guess what, especially from your very own couch. Come on in and get a glass of whatever you like. Sit yourself down. Enjoy the nuances of a woman and man's perspective on life, love, friends, dating, generational issues and curses, plus every topic in between. Now, if you are new to Couch Chronicles, we all say welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in, my love, and enjoy the show. And if you're a reoccurring or dedicated Couch Chronicle fan, we say thank you, thank you for your dedication, all of your time, and for being a ride-or-die Couch Chronicle baby. Now, call or text your friends and family to come on in. Come join us by logging on to LUVRadioNetwork.com or press the live button so that you can call and be in the show. Now, if you have anything to say tonight, and for those that are on, you already know the number, but if you have anything to say, it's that number, 1-563-999-3519. Again, that's 1-563-999-3519. And tell them to press that one button. It's so easy to come on and sit on my couch and just sit back for a wonderful and sometimes very grown show. Now, remember, you can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Simone, S-Y-M-O-N-E, last name Hurt, H-U-R-T. So go ahead and send me a friend request, and I'll be more than happy to befriend you back so that you could be part of. Now, we are streaming live at LUVRadioNetwork.com. So if you're a member, just hit the orange button. And if you're not a member yet, hey, go ahead and sign on up. Now, y'all, it's free. Get in on all the action that love radio network has for you we got movies we have music and oh my goodness my fellow teammates great host of shows take time to check out your girl miss simone and be up on all the latest and the greatest shows songs and music on the internet come on in and join us my love praying everyone is well today and staying safe out there our topic today is celibacy versus abstinence can you do it (laughs) That's the question of the day. That's all I can say. Now, with this kind of a topic, I can only imagine that most people would say only because I have spoken with quite a few of them that think I'm crazy. Uh, The reason why they think I'm crazy, y'all, is because I personally have uh, teetered between celibacy and abstinence in the past three years. And many people ask me about this question. And sometimes I'm celibate and sometimes I'm abstinent. <laughs> um, so I figured I'd go ahead and just do a show about this so I can let people in on what's going on with me. Not only that, but educate all my kings and queens on some options in life. Not to say that it's for you, but you just never, never know. Now, why on earth would anyone want to be without sex? I get that from y'all all the time. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But when it gives such pleasure and relief and happiness. Yes, it does. But you don't know what you're missing if you've never done it. So we're here tonight to discuss it. And I'm going to take you on a little journey of my three-year sabbatical of celibacy versus, uh, and believe you me, it is not only a journey, it's a trip and a half. Lord knows I done laughed a whole lot of times. And yes, 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 your girl, Miss Simone, I done faulted, y'all. I done, mm, I done messed it all up. (laughs) 
didn't get it right in the beginning. Trust and believe me. It took me a little practice to get to where I am right now. But I will say this. Don't knock it until you try it. The spiritual connection and the clarity among the many rewards of being diligent, faithful, and just true to yourself, not even to worry about the world, being just true to you, it comes with some everlasting memories. And the lessons, whoo, they're vast like the ocean. I've learned a lot of things, not only about life, but way more about myself than I ever thought that I knew. So let us start at the beginning and define some things so that we are clear uh, about what's going on and um, how to decide whether or not we can actually do it. I know I can. The question is, can you? Um, some of y'all, y'all don't want to do it. I'm good with y'all. It's okay. It's good. Trust me, I get it all, all the time. <laughs> but some of y'all might need a little bit more education on what it may actually bring to you. There's some people out there, uh, like myself, when I was on my self-journey, I wanted to know more about me. I wanted to understand me better. And I needed some self-control. The reason why I wasn't being as successful as I needed to be is because I lacked some self-control. And doing this actually gained me more self-control. And it gained me so many other things along the way, y'all. I'm trying to tell you. I have patience. I look at people and go, mm-hmm, that's nice. <laughs> I'm calm. I'm relaxed. And trust me, um, with all this being said, along with being able to actually evolve through not only yourself, some life's uh, bumps and bruises and, and some growing pains, um, tonight we're going to actually dispel some myths and add a little more knowledge to your brain space. Now, I know uh, some of you don't think the show is for you. However, uh, knowledge is power, y'all. That's all I can say. So hang on in there and learn something new. And for the, for those of you who aren't down with what I call so eloquently being dry, <laughs> okay, if the connotation is not a bad thing. Sometimes it's a good thing to be dry. But let us all remember that sometimes dry is a very good thing and could actually just save your life. So we're going to go ahead and get on into this. Uh, the show was actually inspired by my own personal journey with all of his glories. Uh, I had a lot of wins. And yes, 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 your girl, Miss Simone, had uh, quite a few failures. We're not going to talk about all of them, y'all. But I may bring up a couple of them here and there. Um, but I have failed a couple times around this ring. And the lessons that these failures have taught me were very empowering to my spirit and to my mind. So hold on, we'll get right back with all the juicy details in a minute, but for right now, let us begin to get serious about our show topic of celibacy versus abstinence and answering the age-old question of can you do it? Look, it's been, it's been three years, I done been through some good, some bad, some ups and downs with it, but I definitely know that I can actually really do it. So would you ever... Or with all that's going on today, whether it's sexually transmitted diseases, STIs, is it a best for you or even an option? There's a lot of questions on the table, guys, and we really need to go through this and, and check it out and see what's really going on with this. So just remember, it's just my journey. Just ride the ride with me, you guys. And, and trust me, I'm going to hit some bumps and bruises around your life journey as well. So take it with stride. Let me know. Let you know. Let me know that I am not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I am just trying to uh, express myself 
as uh, naked as I possibly can on the radio. So to get this party started, make sure you text all your family tonight. Text them the one five six three nine 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 three five one nine. Get in on this conversation. I'm sure a whole lot of y'all might have something to say, or you're just so interested you just want to hear what I gotta say. Go come on in and see what you can say or what you can learn. Okay, some of y'all are part of groups, so you know you can get them on group chat and come on in, listen, and enjoy the show from the couch. Because tonight we are all family, and you know what fa- happens when family gets together. We're going to have some fun tonight. So grab your drink, because I got mine. Nestle on in, my couch babies, but don't pull that blanket up too far, because it's about to really get hot, 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 hot up in here tonight. Lean on in, learn something new. Or just enjoy the ride, my love. I love you. It's all going to be great. So welcome, welcome, welcome to Couch Chronicles. We are live tonight. How is everyone doing? I am so in love with y'all. I'm just so happy for all the responses that I've been getting. Um, I was out sick for a while, and I'm so happy that some of you had actually reached out to see how I was doing. I thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Smooches to all of y'all. Okay. And as always, thank you for being here on the show. It's greatly appreciated. Your time, your energy, and efforts are thankfully grateful. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> so if you'd like to get in on the conversation, don't forget to dial that number, one five six three nine 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 three five one nine, and press 1 if you'd like to get in the waiting room and uh, take a turn at giving a question or answering one that I have on tonight. So as my grandma Madea used to say, sometimes intimacy starts with a good old conversation. So let's get to talking, y'all. I'm ready to get into the nit the nitty-gritty. Woo! Okay, look. I got the definitions were not from the dictionary. These definitions are from Learn Religious Religion. I can't say today. Oh my goodness. LearnReligions.com. Okay, it's celibacy, abstinence, chastity, and what are the differences? So I was doing some research in the beginning, and I actually had some paperwork that I printed out when I started this journey three years ago, and I happened to come across it to be able to um, take the notes and do everything for the show. So I'm just sharing that with you, um, let you know, and we're going to go through some of them. One, we're going to start with celibacy. Now, it's a voluntary choice, so you guys remember that. You don't have to do it. We know that you don't. But to remain, usually back in the day, it was about being unmarried or engaged, being a fiance um, or engaged in any form of sexual activity, uh, usually in order to fulfill a religious vow is where celibacy actually started from. Uh, A person who practices celibacy is said to be celibate. Now, abstinence is also called continence and is the often temporary strict avoidance of all forms of sexual activity for any reason. And um, as we go along, this is where uh, your girl, Miss Simone, kind of faulted <laughs> some of that because I wasn't doing it right. And um, being my little crazy tail self, um, I, I decided to make up make up whatever I wanted because that's what I wanted and that's how it was and, and, you know, therefore faltered. But once I got it down pat, everything started really, really becoming very clear to me. Now, I'm throwing in the word chastity because it's a Latin word, uh, let me make sure I can get it right, castitas, meaning purity. It means embracing abstinence as a praiseworthy virtue according to the prevailing social standards of morality today and back then. So chastity plays a part of this. I mean, I know most of you might have heard of chastity through a lot of movies or the chastity belt. 
Uh, nowadays, we have chastity rings that fathers are giving daughters. Um, and it's just like a promise to just maintain your purity and actually uh, focus on other things in life other than, um, you know, giving away the cookie, y'all. I'm just trying to say, you know, love yourself. It's sometimes not all about that. So let's get into some of the differences, okay, you guys, about um these things, celibacy, abstinence, and chastity. It's very important to go over that so that as I'm talking a little later in the show, everybody can kind of follow along. So celibacy itself is kind of generally recognized as a voluntary choice to remain unmarried or engaged or disengaged, not have any form of sexual activity. Usually in order to fulfill a religious vow, and in this sense, one can actually be said to be practicing sexual abstinence as a condition of his or her vow of celibacy. So sometimes they do intertwine, but um, abstinence itself uh, refers to the temporary strict avo- avoidance of all forms of sexual activity for any reason. And y'all know what I'm talking about. This is a very grown show, so if you have any children, this is the part they don't need to hear, <laughs> so let me tell you that. Um, if they're old enough, they can. Um, but you, you all do know that um, performing um, oral sex is a form of sex, okay? Um, and I will have to say that in my journey through this, uh, that's the part I didn't, I didn't really pay attention to. I was like, look, since we're not having no penetration, something, something got to happen. Something got to give. We got to do something. Cause girl, whoo, it was got a little rough there for a moment, a period of time. And and what I didn't realize is that I was sabotaging my own self of the control that I know that I really could have. And it wasn't so much about the control. It was just the discipline. I just wanted to become disciplined in quite a few areas of my life. And I felt like if I can actually take control of these areas, I could be a much better person. I would have much more to give society. I would be a calmer person. I would be able to see things so much more clear. And those were some of the things that actually were, um, you know, the outcomes of, of part of going through this. Now, chastity, that's a voluntary lifestyle. and It involves, involves far more than abstaining just from sexual activity. So in modern times, chastity has become associated with sexual abstinence. Uh, particularly before outside of marriage or other type of exclusively committed relationships. So um, we're going to take it for a minute, and we're going to do a little bit of history. And I'm going to thank www.learnreligions.com, Celibacy, Abstinence, Chastity, Difference. Look it up, y'all. It's a really awesome article. Um, And I'm going to read it somewhat verbatim because I don't want it to get out of content in any way. Uh, so a little back history about this is that it derived from Latin word calabatus, state of being unmarried. And the concept of celibacy has been acknowledged by most major religions throughout history. However, not all religions have acknowledged it favorably, okay? And I'm sure you guys do know that. Now, ancient Judaism strongly rejected celibacy. And similar, similarly, ooh, I can't say it, early Roman uh, religions practiced between about 295 BC uh, to 608 CE held it to be an abhorrent behavior. They just were not having it. <laughs> um, 
that we're living in those times right now, y'all. It, you know, the, the boo-boo and the cuckoo, everything is, as long as there's a bell rung and everybody happy, happy, this is what's going on, this is what's happening. But we have gotten away um, from some traditional things of being able to control ourselves and to have that type of um, discipline. Um, and you never know when you're going to need it. So we'll talk more about that later at the second part of the show. Uh, the attitudes of Islamic religions regarding celibacy has also been mixed. While the Prophet Muhammad denounced celibacy and recommended marriage as a commendable deed, some Islamic sects embrace it today. In Buddhism, most ordained monks and nuns chose to live in celibacy, believing it to be one of its prerequisites to reaching a more spiritual enlightenment. We'll get into that a little later as well. So while celibacy still remains a requirement for the Catholic uh, clergy today, I didn't know this, y'all. An estimate 20% of the Catholic priests worldwide are believed to be legally married. I knew they were married. I didn't know how many. I didn't know the percentage. Uh, Most married priests are found in the Catholic churches of Eastern nations like Ukraine, Hungary, Slovakia, and Czech Republic. Now, while these churches recognize the authority of the Pope and the Vatican, their rituals and traditions more closely followed those of the Eastern Orthodox Church, which had never embraced celibacy. That's very interesting. Now, choosing any of these terms is clearly a personal choice, and it is uh, brought about for many, many reasons. Now, personally, I wanted to be able to have control over my body as well as over my mind. And to actually abstain as a form of empowerment to obtain clarity. I needed to reach a a higher level of spirituality. I needed an enrichment I I had not seen before, and I was searching it. Um, And this is why I embarked on this endeavor. Now, along with manifesting in the form of practicing what I want from someone else, I asked myself one day, what is it that I really want in a significant other, along with honing in on what would be that person's value to me. I soon became to realize that after making an extensive list, that faithfulness to me and oneself, not just, it means if you can't be faithful to yourself, you cannot be faithful to me. So please understand this. And this is why I'm interjecting this at this time. Faithfulness is a value that I really respect and honor. Um, so if you can't do it um, for yourself, I don't see how you're going to do it to me. And I want to be that for you or for, for whomever it is that I'm going to be, my significant other. Um, and it was very, very high on my list. So as I recognized that, how could I impose such a self-controlled state upon someone else when I myself had not been able to do this myself? There has been times in my life that I have faltered and not been as faithful as I possibly could have been. But yet I hold this in strict regards for myself as a very high, valuable trait that I am looking for in a mate. I want to know, can a man actually sustain? Um, There's been a lot of um, research done on this. I'm not going to get into that. That's a whole nother show, okay? Trust me, y'all. And, um, you know, some of the married couples that have been able to sustain very, very um, long marriages and um, have been very open, honest, and transparent, uh, trustworthiness along with faithfulness um, were kind of synonymous together and high on the list. And um, the reason why those couples were faithful to each other is because they 
took their vows very seriously, and they um, actually wanted to do that for each other. It, it becomes a value of in part of your relationship. So um, with prayer and practicing a manifestation, I, I, I had to come to the re- realization that um, if I wanted someone to give me this level of discipline and control, that I myself must be able to give that back. And so I therefore needed to practice it so that when the time came for me to be able to give it to someone, I'd be ready. That's all I'm saying. So um, longing to make it work, I, I of course did some homework, and that's what I'm sharing with you tonight. And when I completed this, um, I did a lot of praying, y'all. Trust me. You gonna, if you ain't never prayed before, the celibacy will make, have you praying. It'll be a whole new world in prayer <laughs> with, with this because you, you need to, to keep yourself stable. You need to stay focused. You got to keep to the course. You're going to need something to hold on to. So trust and believe. Now, if I realize that it's a part of me that's untapped, I recognize that me looking for a mate, that I have to make sure that I appoint this high on the list when I meet you because I want it, period. I, and I, if you manif- anybody knows about manifesting, if you keep saying you want it, then, then you got to believe that you can get it. So if I believe I can get it, I got to believe I can give it. So this is uh, where we're at with that. Now, check this out. I really didn't know myself as well as I thought I did. Okay? How well do you really know yourself? That's one question that we continuously ask ourselves at different stages of our lives. And in each stage, we recognize that, hmm, we might not know everything about ourselves because, look, that last decade, I actually learned X, Y, Z, and this and that, and so now it's brought me here. So now when I go to the next stage, I have no idea what I'm going to learn, but apparently there might be more that I need to learn about myself. So um, can you abstain? For any period of time and actually be okay and not go crazy. That was the other question I asked myself. How long can I actually go without it before I feel some kind of way? Because what that actually equated to was me understanding that <laughs> the girl didn't have no discipline, y'all. <laughs> For real. Um, and I was like, this is unacceptable. I cannot keep acquiring this from somebody, and I can't give it. I've got to work on this um, and, and be able to get this down pat. So another question, do you desire a faithful mate? And, and, and you know, does it hold a candle to your own request? Now, this is a lot of conversation I have with uh, my friends. There's a whole lot of you that want faithfulness. But y'all ain't faithful. And, and, you know, and it means absolutely nothing to you, some of them. I'm not speaking for everybody. I'm just saying. But, you know, some people do require, desire, and need that. Okay? Uh, It comes with a lot, and it is a lot. But, you know, here's the twist and turns, y'all. So feel free to jump in if you like. I have many questions that I attempted to ask myself um, as I started on this journey. My first question, have, have you ever attempted to stay celibate at any point in time in your life and why? So many reasons as to why we tend to go on that type of um, 
expedition, journey, whatever you may call it. But um, there was a reason why you, you took, you know, that path. And as you get older, you should really look back and say, okay, well, how long have I ever sustained? Are you one of those people who are constantly in a relationship all the time or you can't do without a relationship? I mean, these are things that you need to start asking yourself because what the universe pretty much brings to you is pretty much what you have in you. So you need to also think about that. So second question, are you in control of yourself? We want so much control over what what other people do, um, how they feel. We want to interject our own this and that into this and that. But, but a lot of people who are doing that have not any control over their own self. Whole lot of people all up in your business, trying to tell you this, trying to tell you that, trying to do this, trying to do that. They have no control over themselves. They can't control their mind. They can't control their body. And they can't even control themselves spiritually. So third question, how do you expect faithfulness from someone else and you haven't even mastered it yourself? That was the key trigger for me to start this journey. And I said, you know what, let's just try it. I have absolutely nothing to lose. I don't have a partner at this time. Um, let's try it. Because I don't know what the journey may may bring, but I'm willing to take it. I don't know which road to take, left or right, but I'm going to decide when I get there, and I'm just going to keep on walking, and I'm just going to keep going. So these are some very poignant questions that somehow come up along your journey to discovering yourself. It first reminded me of the Jedi movie Star Wars where Luke was constantly being told to control his mind, to control his actions. Now, there is, this is where your power lies, and that's quoted by Master Yoda. And those of you who are a little bit older, think back to Bruce Lee movies, where he always had to be in control of his surroundings to be able to defeat his enemy. Now, only then could he master the mind and control his actions. So imagine that, control and discipline of oneself is a very, very powerful tool. And let me give you an example that comes out of uh, the article that I was reading, which is www.religion.com. Look, (laughs) while most people associate religion's celibacy with Catholic, I can't say it, Catholic, Catholic, the Catholic Church actually imposed no requirement of celibacy on its clergy for the first 1,000 years of its history. Marriage remained a matter of choice for Catholic bishops, priests, and deacons until the Second Lateran Council of 1139. It was then mandated that celibacy for all members of the clergy. Now, as a result of this council's decree, married priests were required to give up either their marriage or their priesthood. Now, faced with this choice, many priests left the church. Now, if I may say so myself, let us understand the power of this kitty. This is some powerful stuff to contend with. It made them leave the church child and the religion. That's some powerful stuff. When they say you sitting on a gold mine, y'all, mm, I'm trying to tell you, you sitting on a gold mine. 
So how in any right mind do we think that we can have enough control to contend with such a powerful weapon? Because it is a weapon if used improperly. Well, guess it's up to you. And I best believe that if you don't learn to control yourself and your sexual urges, along with that mega weapon, the other one, the one upstairs called the mind, trouble may soon follow. Not guaranteed, but may. <laughs> That's what we're talking about this today, folks. Based upon the Roe versus Wade turnabout, I'm guessing that many folk out there will either have to marry or learn how to control the sexual appetites, because if you don't, ain't no telling what may actually ensue. They're not done. There's more to come. Trust and believe. So we're going to just go um, go ahead, people. This sounds like a penny for your thought moment. And with that, we are going to go on to commercial break. Go ahead, refill your glasses and whatever you like, and just come on back to us so we can discuss the pros and the cons of celibacy and abstinence. Be right back, my queens and the queen, kings and queens. I love you. See you in a few moments.
You're listening to the Love Radio Network Worldwide. LoveRadioNetwork.com. Educational, inspirational, trending topics, and the hottest hits. With award-winning talk show host and personality. And you made us number one. Thank you. Love Radio Network. Building a network of love. Yes, yes. Welcome back, my love. Welcome back to Couch Chronicles. We are live here on LUVRadioNetwork.com. Our topic tonight, if you're just joining us, is um, actually celibacy versus abstinence. And the question is, can you do it? (laughs) Some of y'all can. Some of y'all don't want to. It's all good. Trust me. There's a lot of journeys in life that we have out there, and some journeys are for you, and some you just either don't want to do or you know, you're just not feeling it. It's okay. But there's nothing wrong. There's knowledge is power, y'all. And there's nothing wrong with learning something new. Just because you don't want to do it doesn't mean that you don't learn anything about it. Because let me tell you something, when the conversation comes up, at least you'll be equipped and ready. That's all I can say. So um, coming back here, just to recap some of the things that we were talking about in the first half of this show. Uh, We were talking a little bit about the history of uh, celibacy versus abstinence. Uh, Celibacy is generally recognized as a voluntary choice to remain unmarried or engaged and and disengaged from any form of sexual activity. Um, And um, back in the day, it was usually in order to fulfill a religious vow. But today, in more the sense to be more accurate, it's about practicing abstinence as a condition to um, being empowered, being more in control, having discipline, um, and, and sharpening some of the knives of the toolbox, if you may say. Uh, abstinence is also refers to the uh, strict avoidance of all forms of sexual activity for any reason, um, and that that required, that means no penetration, y'all, whatsoever. And it also means no oral. So y'all know oral sex is sex. Don't play with me. But anyway, um, chastity is a voluntary lifestyle that involves far more than abstaining from sexual activity. Um, And it's about purity. You know, today's um, world, we do chastity in regards to fathers giving their um, uh, daughters or sons. uh, And I've seen some young men actually get, um, you know, the promised chastity ring. And that, that's just to have a commitment, you know, so they can practice having a commitment with themselves and being able to control themselves and stay focused to what's at hand. So now that we're back, let's talk a little bit about some pros um, and some cons. And if you have any yourself that you would like to interject, I'd be more than happy for you to do that. Just give us a call at one 3519 and go ahead and press that one button and uh, try to get in that waiting room, okay? Here we go. So second half, list the pros. Um, there's quite a few pros to it. Um, I had a hard time in the beginning believing it until it started happening. <laughs> so um, I didn't believe that it can actually help with stress relief because I pretty much affiliate it, and most people do too, uh, having sex as being a stress reliever. And trust and believe me, I was one of those people. Now, I can have sex for fun. I can have sex as a stress reliever. And I can have sex because it's just there. I'm just trying to tell you. I didn't have a lot of self-control back in the day. I'm pretty proud of myself that I'm actually starting to master um, having uh, control. 
but it does lower your stress levels. You are in a much more peaceful, once you get over the hump, it's like exercise. You know, the first two weeks when you go out and you start exercising and your muscles get all activated and they go, woo, they send it up to the brain. Woo, we hurt, we hurt. We want her to stop, we want her to stop. But no, that's not what you do. You keep going, you keep going, you keep going. You stay, you know, stay to the task. You got to keep going. You got to push through the pain. You got to get there, get there. And usually about after week two, especially going into week three, your muscles start relaxing. It gets into a more relaxful state that they're used to, the exercise, they're used to the pulling, they're used to the stretching. And once they start getting used to it, you become more relaxed. The exercise becomes easier. You get to do more reps of the exercise because you're calm, cool, and collected. And that's what um, was brought upon for me in my situation um, and on my journey. I become very calm. Um, I I could be a um, pretty anxious person sometimes. And it pretty much for your mental health is, is just like exercise is great for your mental health. Um, learning how to abstain actually um, can, can bring about some powerful things for you. It really sharpens some knives to help you really relax and know what relaxation really is. Because as long as you're actually trying to utilize sex for your, that type of uh, relaxation, it's not for the relaxation, it's actually for the dopamine. It's for, 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 for you know, all those hits and highs and lows that you get from, um, you know, having either the orgasm or just the excitement of having sex, the sweat, the smell. And I know I'm trying, you know, you can get a little lost in this, me talking like that, but it's okay. Um, but it does lower your stress levels. For the first time, um, for the past three years, I will tell you my first six months with this, I was really anxious. I was struggling. Um, it was harder than I thought it was going to be. And I, you know, was kind of teetering on some high blood pressure there. I was a little stressed. But after the six months, oh, my goodness, my blood pressure just went down. And it was just so calming. I, I, I Mentally, I, I've got clearer thoughts. Literally, you get increased focus and concentration. Like, wow, okay, I, I keep staying to my task longer. I keep committing to things more often. I keep showing up on time. Things become relevant. Things are, are just more on point. And things that you, you used to have, certain bad habits that you used to have, actually annoy you, like being late. Being late now annoys me. Time is very precious. You can't get it back. And you need to respect time because when you don't respect time, time doesn't feel the need to have to respect you. And some of y'all who have been through some things actually know what I'm talking about. Okay? Now, also, there are still people, um, the church itself, um, any of y'all can chime in a comment on this. I can only give my perspective at this point in time. The church isn't really teaching um, abstinence or celibacy at all at this point um it does tell you to abstain before marriage however uh, in america we yet again fall a little short on the education piece we love the mouthpiece of things but we don't actually um put in the back work uh which is the education of the hows the whys you know how to do this you know we, we leave it to people to figure it out for them for themselves and when they can't figure it out you know, we, we're so quick 
to jump into um, accost or belittle um, people. Um, those people who are suffering from any type of traumas and grief, it is very healing to um, be celibate and abstain because it allows you to go through all of your emotions. Um, it can be a little overwhelming because you feel every last one of your emotions because you're putting them first and center. But once you recognize them, um, then you have to manage them. And so with managing them, that's another tool that you sharpen another knife in regards to um, being able to manage, control, discipline. So, um, you know, being abstinent or celibate, you also don't really particularly deal or worry. There's no worry or concern pretty much about sexually transmitted diseases or STIs because you're not doing anything, you know. Um, your pH balance for women, it's constant, and it's okay all the time. It's not going up and down because um, you don't have to worry about, you know, who the other person um, is actually sleeping with, if the condom broke, if you're going to get pregnant. You don't have these worries. So, like, when I say there's a peace um, mentality that comes with it, 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 it's very peaceful. And until you've experienced it, you don't yet know. You don't understand. So you have to get there for you to understand. Um, one of the other reasons why I did it was I needed less distraction. I was not focused enough. <laughs> I just wasn't focused on task at hand. Um, and sex made me feel really, really good, but I got really, really relaxed afterwards. And it took me too long to actually gear myself back up to get back into the groove. So um, these less distractions actually bring on a lot more peaceful thoughts. And those peaceful thoughts actually help um, you to be able to um, do any type of manifesting, um, you know, meditation. Meditation becomes way more easier, okay? Um, now I understand why the monks are so calm and so collected because you really can hear yourself um, when you are not having sex. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, when you have sex, you got a lot of noise in the background. You know, having sex is like having a rock band in your head. It's really loud. It's a lot of noise and stuff going on. Um, when you're abstaining or celibate, um, it's just like jazz. You hear the music, but there's no words. And the only words that are going on are the words that are captured in your own brain. And you hear yourself talking. And you don't have to worry about other people's voices uh, coming in. Um, another pro is self-acceptance you begin to become very self-aware and self-empowered. Um, and things that used to bother you don't bother you anymore. You you learn to pick and choose your battles. You're not up for the fight all the time. You're not going to be argumentative because you're at so much peace. You don't want to be bothered with all of that. Um, but does it get lonely? Yes, people, I will not tell you a lie. It does get lonely every now and again. And that's one of the hardest parts to actually manage is the loneliness. But once you can, you know, build some discipline and, and understanding for yourself that it's not a lifetime. It's just for this period of time. I have to tell myself, this is not a lifetime choice that I'm choosing here. I'm going to engage in some sex and I'm going to get it in at some point in time. But for right now, I have chosen to take this path because I want to know where this path is going to lead me. So that's where we're at with that. Now, there are some lists of cons. 
now. Um, a lot of people use sex for stress relievers. And I'm not I'm not saying nothing wrong with that, because trust and believe me, I did. <laughs> I probably still will. I'm not trying to tell you to lie. Anytime you get mad, you're too stressful. Okay, yeah, let's get it in. Let's get it on. I'm just trying to say, you know, you just got to relieve yourself. You get yourself so conditioned into that modal of relieving yourself that way that you don't really strengthen other areas in your life of how to deal with the everyday stresses that come about. And uh, what that actually starts doing is that you are sexually being controlled because anybody and everybody can control you as long as it feels good. So you have to be you know, careful with that. There's a discipline um, that allows you to say, no, I will be in control of my pain. I will be in control of my happiness as well. Um, and I don't have to do all of this just to be happy. I can be happy without it. So it is, it is something um, that's very um, empowering and powerful, okay? Uh, lack of regular sex does decline the physical intimacy of any relationship. Now, there are some people, if you got two people, we've talked about this a lot, you guys, on a lot of my sex shows when we talk about um, you got a high vibrational person or someone who, who likes to have sex a lot. And then, you you know, they have the audacity to marry someone who don't want to have sex once or twice a month. I don't really understand why you would do that to yourself. I mean, you're only setting yourself up for failure, but um, it happens all the time. And, and, and let me tell you something, I've talked to more of my male friends <laughs> that are telling me now that, you know, the ties have turned. That used to be the men's, men in their 20s and their 30s, teens, 20s, and 30s. Men, you know, now we're at your peak, and so you always wanted to do it a lot. Not, not, not knocking my 50s, 60s, and 70s. I know quite a few of y'all still getting it in. I'm not knocking you on this one right here, but I'm trying to make a point. But now we have the 40s, 50s, and 60 women who, when they finish pre-menopause and come out of that state, we are in a whole new ball game of let's get it on sexually. And we are in a total primal state that has now uh, festered and manifested divas, um, cougars. Um, whew, I pray for some of y'all young boys. Y'all just ain't got a chance. Y'all, mm, mm-mm. Who, child? Just trying to, just trying to pray. For, I'm praying for y'all, but it's okay. Um, but I'm just trying to tell you, these cougars out here ain't no joke. I'm trying to tell you, I got to get out the way because they are not playing. Okay. And, um, and so the times have turned, y'all. <laughs> and the men are, I'm, I'm here, I'm having a hard time keeping up, you know, um, because now they're not as so much in their prime. And now you're, you're with someone that, uh, you know, now has a high sex drive and you have a lower sex drive. So, Check your relationship, y'all. I mean, just talk it out and, and make sure that, you know, uh, you're, you're adding some transparency and some truth to your relationship, okay? Because you can't be happy without understanding and uh, and being able to have your needs met. And that goes both ways, not just one. Um, uncontrolled bursts of sexual desires happen um, when you abstain or go through um, moments of celibacy, <laughs> Um, because certain things will trigger you. It might be a song. It may be television. Uh, someone, you sitting there just trying to study and you can hear some porn music in the background. Um, your mind does not forget. 
just just because you, you're trying to be um, disciplined doesn't mean that your mind wants to be disciplined, and, and, and it can run amok sometimes, causing you to just have these outbursts of sexual desires. And you don't really want to do that because it it causes more problems. It may lead to pregnancy, um, and it really stems from missing out on that sexual high, the stimulation that you're actually missing. So once you learn a lot of the techniques on how to uh, kind of calm, kind of tame that beast, you know, kind of meditate yourself down to a much lower level of, ooh, just, hmm, like the song said, breathe, <laughs> breathe, okay? Um, you can really do a lot with that. Um, you'll never know until you try it, so I'm just saying. Uh, relationship issues, it does come up. Um, you know, being able to have sex if you want to is a wonderful thing. I'm not knocking it because trust and believe me, I worked it to a tilt, that's for sure. Um, however, there are, there are more things in life than the sex. And I'm, I'm just saying that there, you need to concentrate on other areas of the pie of life and not just the sex. Because at some point in time, you get a little older, that sex wanes. You don't have it as often. And it doesn't become um, as, self, as, as relevant as it used to be uh, early on in the, the relationship when you were younger. So um, you have to figure out where your balance is going to be with your partner. And not only your partner, but yourself. Okay. Um, disruptive thoughts throughout the day. <laughs> it is that that was a fabulous thing to sit around at my desk and think about sex on a break and uh, what I'm going to do when I get home and how I'm going to do it and uh, all these good things. But it was very disruptive to my work environment. It was disruptive uh, when I was grocery shopping. And I don't know what that is about grocery shopping and me. I think about sex still to this day. I don't go to the grocery store as often as I used to, y'all. But I don't know what it is for me, but grocery store is a trigger for me. I don't know. I, I guess I put together food and sex for me is a as a big thing. So, you know, it that's a trigger. And they're gonna be triggers for you and, and you're gonna have to manage through your triggers um as well. So there's a lot that you gotta manage, you know, and the more you learn to manage, uh, the more you get to have more self respect for yourself, the more disciplined you become, the less you can be taken advantage of or um, you know, kind of led astray. And the more uh, control that you have over the things that you want and do not want uh, for your day or your life. Um, I'm going to get into something. It's a um, disclaimer here, but it's something that is part of uh, the cons of, you know, being celibate, not trying to be it. But a lot of sexual deviation, there's um, many types of it. Um, in this, uh, in certain behaviors, which include, but not up to, excessive sexual touching of yourself and results of damage and harm. Any regular attempts to look at other people who are naked. Um, these are people who are, are not able to to control themselves or have um, a good discipline of their body and their mind. Inappropriate sexual touching, ranging from fondling to sexual intercourse. Um, and forced or violent sexual acts. So thanks to Google.com search on sexual deviations and meanings for that output of that, because I wanted to make sure I did not go astray on leading anybody into that. So look here. Look, there's no right or wrong. 
um, through whatever choice you choose to make for yourself. Now, trying to elevate your mind will make cause for control. And you're looking for that control, the balance, and the acknowledgement of oneself. So whatever your preference, just be mindful that to connect better with others only comes after connecting better with yourself. So truthfulness, honesty, faithfulness all come at a price. And one of these prices is discipline. And just like exercising, uh, just like in eating or any addiction, there has to be control and discipline um, to be able to self-manage yourself. So um, there are many reasons for celibacy. And believe me, you, believe me, me, it's a trained skill. It, it really is. And it requires practice. And it requires commitment. You know, think about that as a question because a lot of us believe that we are committed. But how are you committed to outside things when you can't commit to your insides, inside things, your mind, your, your heart, your body? It, it, it takes that due diligence to be able to get there. I've been asked many times if I miss the sex, sex feeling or an orgasm. That um, brings about the oxytocin or the dopamine rush that sex gives you uh, to enlighten your endorphins. Uh, because I trust and believe I love my endorphins to be activated. But today it's um, coming more from chocolate than it is from sex. Um, and my answer is very rarely. Since I've been on this journey um, in three years, I've faltered quite a few times. I can't say at least four I'm actually pretty proud of myself because I'm averaging almost one a year. So I can pretty much get through it. And the more you do it, the longer you can get through it. Um, My longest stint was 18 months. um, And I'm currently on another six months. So the six months ride is is absolutely nothing compared to what I went through in the 18 months. So I'm very, very confident that I can make it through. Now, like with anything that you're trying to abstain or starve, like an addiction or habit, Practice, practice, practice. Time, put the time in, put the time in, and please be patient with yourself. Now, this may be for you or it may not be, but just remember, we live in a highly sexualized time. And sex in America has yet to be liberated uh, freely as it is uh, actually in other countries. We are not a very liberated sexual country, presumably due to the lack of teaching, uh, understanding, and self-awareness. Um, other countries, especially Europe, they're much more relaxed about sex. Um, it's not a big deal. You know, they understand it. Um, I, I don't know if they're talking about it more or, or they're being, you know, taught the differences. But um, see, today, think about it. We don't even have sex ed in school. Um, you know, parent today is working so many hours. You know, are we talking to our children about being comfortable with themselves sexually? I don't know. That's another show for another day, you know. Just put yourself in the shoes of not being able to have sex with anyone. This was my last and my final question that took me on my journey. What would happen if I actually got stuck on an island by myself or all the people in the world actually went missing? How would I fare? How would I handle not being able to have sex? Now, most people would say, well, fool, because there ain't nobody there. <laughs> but control is discipline. How will you manage? How are you going to cope? And as RuPaul on Twitter said, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. So here's the hoping 
to some of y'all maybe possibly thinking about it. If you don't have to do it for a long period of time, but try it, try it, try and see how disciplined you are. Some of y'all who do work over to the gym and work out, you're pretty disciplined, okay? Some of us who don't go, lacking in that department. So start somewhere. That's all I'm saying. And in closing, we thank you all for listening and joining us on the couch tonight. Be safe and continue to do one thing better than you did yesterday. Remember, love yourself first. And, of course, we love you too. So see you next week on the couch at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And until we talk again, make sure to be the best kings and queens that you can possibly be. So feel free to listen to past shows at LUVRadioNetwork.com. And please don't forget... Go ahead and download the Scanner app so we're front and center every week for all the different types of shows. We got wonderful shows. Oh, my goodness. My, my, my host and my friends, we're on a wonderful network, and we put out some great work, and it needs to touch you. So reach out and touch us, okay? We got great music, 24 hours a day. Peace out, and with many blessings to you and yours, I wish you adieu and good night. Peace out, y'all.